it doesn't have to be a good ending. It doesn't have to be the ending that you want, but it has to fill that hole, that need of resolution. There has to be resolution in some way. This is Taylor Stevens, the New York Times best-selling and award-winning author of the kick-ass Vanessa Michael Monroe thrillers, and this is The Taylor Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell, where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time. Taylor, did you happen to notice a few weeks ago when I messed up on the show numbers? No, I didn't. Well, did I? Yeah, I think I asked you about, like, hey, and you are like, oops, and we're like, ah, whatever. Yeah, and I thought, of course, well, no one will notice, but uh, Bruce, Bruce, if you're out there listening, Bruce did notice and called me on it. And I was able to fix it. So uh, that was good. But it was just one of those brain things that happen. Because when I save the shows, the, the way this works is each show has a file name. I mean, the file, the audio file has a name. And the name is always TSS0 and the show number. And I always pull up the show before so that I have the format and the music and everything. And then I just replace the, uh, the bits that are different each week. And I skipped a number, and I, I just added two instead of one. And so all of a sudden, it's like we had, we had blown right past episode 50. But, and- you know, we had skipped a week um, because we got really busy. So you can totally be forgiven because technically that was week 50, even if it was only show 49. Well, I don't, and now we're 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 like I don't know, it's fifty three or fifty four, something like that. I don't even I, I don't remember until it's time to do it. So we we missed the opportunity for a big party at fifty. But th- that's a long winded way of saying that it was about a year ago this time that you were in the launch cycle. Oh my God! Now that you put it that way, and that was like our sixth or seventh episode, if you remember. Uh, we started this whole thing as just an experiment to let fans know about the mask and you know oh. what was coming and what the research was for that. And it's you know the book or the the not the book the show has evolved so much since then. But it was about a year ago this time you were on your way to Thriller Fest and. Hello, you're on your way to Thriller Fest again. you just blew my brain, Steve. (laughs) I can't believe it's been that long. Oh, my God. And here I was thinking, wait, you only have one zero in front of these numbers? (laughs) (laughs) So you're on your way to Thriller Fest again. We talked about Thriller Fest a year ago. We've talked about conferences in general enough times that we're not really going to go into a lot of detail about that. But you're on your way to Thriller Fest again, and uh, Thriller Fest is when this year? Um, well, my part of it, the actual Thriller Fest, Thriller parts, Thriller Fest part starts on the seventh, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, but for there are other uh, events that start sooner than that. So there's Craft Fest and Agent Fest and all of that, but Thriller Fest itself starts on the seventh. It's actually I'm looking online now, and it starts on July fifth, but I think that is probably Craft Fest. And um, and it, it runs essentially all week long, basically yeah. right, af- right yeah. after the fourth, and it takes place at where? 
The it's Grand in New York Hyatt City. In Grand New York Hyatt? City, every year it's the same venue. Um, some conferences move from city to city, but Thriller Fest is always in the same place. All right. And as always, when you go, you will have the opportunity to be on a panel with other writers and, and sharing thoughts with uh, readers and fans. Yep. And um, my panel is at 420 on um, Saturday. It's a, a pantsing versus plotting type panel, which I'm very happy to be on because I do way better at giving practical advice than, <laughs> <laughs> than talking about other stuff. Um, and then after that, I'll be signing books. And then I'm going to be going at, at um, for fans at seven o'clock, any of my fans that are in the area that are not part of the conference or even those that are, I'm going to head down to the bar the restaurant slash bar and hang out there. I'm going to be there at seven and anybody who wants to come hang out with me, just sit around, chit chat, shoot the breeze, watch my goofiness and <laughs> hyperactive mouth that doesn't ever shut up. Um, yeah, that would be a good time to do it. <laughs> and you don't need, uh, you don't need a pass to get in. No. It's just, it's just a hotel. It's just a bar and a hotel. Yeah. It's, it's um, the lobby is one, one floor up. I mean, like as soon as you walk in the main doors, there's escal- uh, escalators there. And then, um, the bar is not so easy to find people at. Uh, it's not a real, you can just look and see who's there. You kind of have to walk around a little bit. So it's, you know, I'll be there, but you, you might have to come look for me. And this is a great opportunity to promote the Facebook group that we mentioned oh, uh, yeah. in, a, in a previous episode. Uh, I, let's just say that you're going to be putting specific information about where you're going to be in the Facebook group. So if you're in the Facebook group, you'll know that way. You can also post inside the Facebook group and say, hey, I'm here. Where are you? And, and if Taylor has her phone and has fa- phone service, she'll be able to respond. This is true. Very true. All I like the benefits thinking. of a group. Thanks, Steve. I need to go post that in the Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got sort of an unusual show today, and the topic is writing the ending, you know, the ending of a novel. And there are a lot, of, a lot of different schools of thought on writing the ending and, and what should be. And there, there aren't a lot of different schools of thought about what should be in the ending, but I've, I've talked to a number of writers who write the ending very early on in the process so that they know exactly what they're writing towards. Uh, so I'm curious how you do it and how you make sure that all of these threads that you create while you're building your novel uh, are resolved by the end. Um, well, I don't know that I've ever actually written the ending ahead of the end because I tend to just start at the beginning of the story and work my way down. Whether the story is chronological or not, I'm writing the, wherever it is in place, like top to bottom. But I generally really like to know how it ends before I get there because there's not a whole lot that sucks more in the writing process than getting to the end and realizing that it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, and has that ever happened to you? Um, no, no, it hasn't. And I'd like to keep it that way <laughs> because I don't ever relish the idea of having to go back and rewrite to make it work. But I think the ending means different people, different things to different people. I've had some endings that just cut off, like the book is just done right there, bam. And then I've had some where the ending is used to tie up loose ends. Um, And so I guess it kind of depends on the story, which way it will go. 
Um, some some people like to have it where the ending just goes out with a bang. And uh, for me, I don't like to do the same thing every single time. So while there will always be that, what do they call it, the crescendo or the thing that you've been building up to the entire story, it might not necessarily happen in the final chapter. It might happen two chapters before the end or whatever. But I still want to know what it is before I get there. And after you write the ending and, and go back through the story again, do you ever find things that, that weren't addressed at the end? Oh, there are always little things here or there that are, aren't addressed. Um, generally now, as I'm working through the, the big picture draft or whatever, I'll make notes to myself of, you know, hey, this was a big deal at the beginning of the story and it's not covered anywhere else. So this needs to either get deleted or wrapped up or revisited, those types of things. But there's always going to be something that you're better readers or the editor is going to catch and go, hey, whatever happened to, you know, so-and-so's shoes that got set out on the bridge? I just totally made that up. Doesn't actually exist. <laughs> um, those types of things. How important is the ending to reader satisfaction? I, I mean, I just as a reader, I'd say it's critical in the sense that it doesn't have to be a good ending. It doesn't have to be the ending that you want, but it has to fill that hole, that need of resolution. There has to be resolution in some way. Even if the resolution is you're never going to get resolution, it still has to be addressed. So, but I think that the ending of a book can make or break a book in the sense that if enough readers hate the ending, then they're not going to tell their friends to read it. And you really want your readers to tell their friends to read it. So in that sense, the ending is really critical. Occasionally, I'll read a book where it, it's like there's this big dramatic crescendo ending, and then there's an epilogue to tie up all the loose ends. Do you have any thoughts on the epilogue close? I'm back and forth on it. Um, my entry into the writing world... Uh, I, the books that I was reading before I started writing were old. They were Robert Ludlum books that were written in the 70s, I guess, or the 80s. And back then they used to do prologues and epilogues, and mm -hmm. they've really fallen out of favor now. So when I started doing this, I had prologue and epilogue. And my agent at the time had told me that, for the most part, prologues and epilogues, they only were worth it if they really bookended the book, stuff that couldn't have been included in the story without messing up the flow of the story, something that's critical that you need to know before the story begins, something that's critical that you need to know after the story ended. So I got a pass in mind. Would I do it again? I generally try and avoid them. For me, the easiest way to avoid having an epilogue is don't call it an epilogue, just give it another chapter number. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Same thing with the prologue. You don't have to say prologue, just chapter one, four years ago. Or you could call it day seven. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was not nice. <laughs> For those who haven't heard previous episodes, we had a little bit of a chronological issue with the mask um, where the chapters were numbered by days because I thought, well, it's redundant. You don't have to say chapter one, day one. Um, but the very first chapter was out of chronological order and... Um, the subsequent chapters had minus, day minus 63, 
but so many readers did not see that minus, and they thought it went from chap from day seven to day sixty three. So it's kind of a running gag now. <laughs> <laughs> when when you're writing the ending, I mean the big crescendo ending. I think it, for a lot of us is is especially with a thriller. It's it's something that we look forward to. There's there's the the final resolution of the story. Uh, but of course, it's impossible to tie up all the loose ends there. So, is is there a, a way that you prefer to do it? Do you like to have like the the resolution and then have that extra chapter that sort of ties everything up, or do you want to start tying those things up prior to the big ending? Well, it's going to depend on the story, obviously, because some of these issues are going to be chronological where if you just tie them up out of place, it's not going to feel, it's going to feel very contrived. So of course, anything that can be tied up before you get to the end, I would prefer to because it leaves less to deal with. Otherwise um, the story can get too out of hand, um, which is probably why authors like Stephen King and uh, George R. Martin kill a lot of characters along the way. <laughs> yeah, aren't any open threads there? <laughs> no, those threads are tied. They don't have to worry about it at the end. Um, so, of course, you know, whatever you can tie up along the way, great. Think, not everything has to be tied up to perfect satisfaction as long as it's not, wasn't critical to the story. Like, you don't, if there's a character that got rescued, for example, you don't have to know how that character was doing after the story ends. Your readers might write you and say, hey, is they, are they ever going to show up another book? Are we ever going to know what happened after that? Which is good because it means that they really cared about the character. But you don't need to spend a chapter telling about how that character did. Um, so much of the writing process is knowing, and this is a big one for me, knowing when to shut up. Hmm. Um, you know, I write long. I put too many words on the page. And so a lot of it has to, you know, just cut it early. So some of that stuff is is better left not tied up because it's not critical to know all of it. It's 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 not within the book, those bookends of the story. Um, but if it's some a plot device or something that was critical to a, a person's motivation and it just suddenly disappears halfway through the story, then, yeah, that, that can be a problem. Do you have, in, in the books that you've written, do you have a favorite ending? You know, to be honest, I don't even remember how half the books <laughs> end at this point. Like, I'd have to sit there and really think about them. How do they end? How do they end? How do they end? Um, I think... I, I don't know if I have a favorite, honestly. I, uh, probably I was just glad that it's over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Now, you know, from time to time, we'll, we'll talk on this show about the Reacher series, uh, Lee Child's uh, Reacher series. And it, his stories are interesting in that they typically start in the same way and they end in the same way. And the ending is almost always like Reacher sticking his thumb out to go on to the next location. Okay, yeah, he's moving on. He's moving on, and the, the books begin with he is somewhere and something happens. And, and you know, then it, it, in between is, is the story, and he's such a fabulous storyteller that we always enjoy those stories. To a certain extent, I thought the ending to The Mask was a little Lee Childlike. 
And and I I say that in a in a good way. Do you re- okay? You remember the ending? Because I love the ending. That's my the, favorite ending to to all the books. Is, is the that ending one. is if I remember correctly, is that she knew that they see each other again one day, basically. Basically, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and but she's getting ready to go somewhere. Yeah, she's in other words, she's not going. But you know, I think it's like that in in a lot of them. As I think about it. Um, she is just how it's how it's worded or where she's going. And in this case, she's not going to, she's going from. Yes. All right. What's one thing that we need to be sure and do when we're writing a good ending or to make a good ending, a great ending. Oh boy. Um, it, it, it has, it has to leave the reader fulfilled. It has to. If if the ending doesn't leave the reader fulfilled, then then there was no point to the story. And I think that's part of the reason why trilogies can be such a hard sell, is because the story's not over yet. Whereas a series of three books with each story self-contained that we then call a trilogy is completely different because it, the story is contained in itself. And so the reader gets to the end and has this feeling of satisfaction. And I can give an example from my own reading life. And I know that not everyone reads like me. So there will be, for every opinion that I have, there will be a thousand people who disagree with me. You know, it's just, this is just me. But uh, I really enjoyed... Dean Kuntz's um, Frankenstein books until the fourth book because that story never freaking ended. It's like just when you thought that you were going to have that resolution, he'd pull something on you at the very last page that the story wasn't over yet. It ended and now it's not over. It ended and now it's not over. And I was like, I'm done. I, I can't read any more of these books because I, I want that satisfaction of knowing what happened. And so if you have an ending that doesn't give that satisfaction of knowing what happened, that resolution that this was done, the, the hero kicked butt, the villain you know, slunk off into his cave, the, whatever it is, if it's missing, then it's a frustrating reading experience and nobody's going to want to come back and do it again. So it's like an emotional punch. You got to give that, that emotional punch, that impact has to be there that you go either yes, or you go no. And you throw the book at the wall, which apparently people <laughs> do. I, I, it's a thing, I guess, you know, don't understand it, but it's a thing. Um, but it's got to be there that, that emotional, like the end. Um, and there's always room for it to continue, but that is sort of, Right on the other other side of that bookend, it's it's the story itself is still resolved. All right, I have to say I love it when I can just throw something out at you. You know, give us something really important that you have to do for this or that or the other thing, and I totally put you on the spot. And you always come up with something. I am so amazed that you do that. I am too, (laughs) because I'm sitting there going, "Oh man!" Because you know, know, if if you ever just you know, if if the well is dry, we're just going to wind up with like 
48 seconds of dead air while you stutter and try and come up with something. And I'm leaving it in. I'm not cutting that out. So if you ever don't deliver, (laughs) everyone's going to know. (laughs) No, I mean, just because I come up with something doesn't mean it's good. That was good, though. That was good. All right. So that is it for this week. What are we doing next week, Taylor? I think we are going to have to take a break because I was looking at my calendar and with the travel schedule and the timing, I just don't see how we're going to have time to record another show before next Tuesday. Well, unless I could come to New York and, and hang out with you in the bar, and I don't think that's so happening. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. That would be awesome. Okay, so we're taking a break. So we need a call to action that is two weeks worth of call to action. So I think for that, we should go back to the old standby. If you're not on Taylor's email list, where she sends out regular emails about writing and publishing and the writing life and you know just all the things involved in being an author. And then there are these monthly emails where there are giveaways and here's what's going on in my life kind of things. Uh, you need to go to taylorstevensbooks.com and sign up for that email list. There's, There's a, a connect with me button. Connect with me button, and you'll get smiling Taylor will pop up, and you'll you'll fill in the information, and you will instantly be connected. Yes, do all of that stuff. Do all of that stuff, <laughs> and since it's oh. two weeks, and. Join the Facebook group because we're oh, having no. some fun in there. We're talking about books. We're talking about all kinds of different things. And I'm People hoping pictures that they. I'm taken hoping we're me. going to see pictures of uh, Thriller Fest in there. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna need help with that. I'm gonna have to be like everybody who takes a picture with me. Uh, can you send that to me, please? <laughs> I'm really bad at picture taking, which is one of the reasons why I did that Facebook group because a lot of my fans have had pictures with me, but they don't get shared anywhere or whatever. So it's like, please post them in this group so other people can see the nuttiness that is me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have fun in New York. I can't wait to hear about it. I know we all can't wait to hear about it when we are back again in two weeks. Stick with us, guys. We'll be back soon.